welcome to the second part of the Velocity Conference. Velocity Conference. And uh, this morning, I'm talking on the subject, those who saw like eagles. 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 Now, Proverbs 30 and the verses 18 and 19, I recognize the presence of Dr. Mills. Dr. Mills, welcome. And the vice president of Accra Business School, Professor Cornerstone, welcome. Came with his wife. Amen. God bless you. Now, Proverbs 30, verses 18 and 19. There are three things that are too amazing for me, four that I do not understand. Four that I do not understand. I'll show you why the four is difficult to understand. But, but my focus is on the one. But the four, because, because I, I, I love the four. But I'm not talking about it now. It's one. The way of an eagle in the sky. That is what we are going to look at. So the four, four things amazes the writer of this Proverbs. Number one, the way of the eagle in the sky. Two, the way of a snake on a rock. Three, the way of a ship on the high seas. And four, the way of a man with a young woman. The fourth one is amazing. But not only amazing, he cannot understand. Oh, oh no, 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 no. When you see, when you see the way men chase women, you cannot understand. It, it cannot be explained. It is, it is, it is difficult to explain. It, it, it is difficult to explain. When I was chasing mommy, I, I will walk a long distance. I won't feel it. Oh, I won't feel it. Oh, was as if when I was doing all my prayer works, all my prayer works, God was preparing me to walk and chase mommy. Walk from Adabraka to um, um, Dance Bar, North Kanishi. Oh, I didn't even feel it. Going to chase one woman. It's amazing. And you can't understand it. Okay, let me preach. Before I say things, I'm preaching on the first one. The way of the eagle in the sky. Amazing! The way of the eagle in the sky. So I came to say, that's why I prophesied there's an eagle here. By the time I finish with this sermon, you will be in the sky. Oh, only four people heard me. You see, amen means let it come to pass. So when I declare, you must respond with amen. Are you here? I said, by the time I finish with this, you will be in the sky. Now, for the purpose, there are several things that will amaze you if we see the eagle in the sky. But for the purpose of this sermon, I'll focus on two. Two amazing things about the eagle in the sky. One, the height that the eagle can soar. You see, the bald eagle can go as high as 10,000 feet. 10,000 feet. I'm not sure any bird, any bird can reach there. You see, bird. You know, bird. 
Yeah, me because of the, because of the way I grew up, my area, I didn't have all these assorted beds, nice beds. No, no, no. My children talk about different beds. Me, I know baller bed. I know baller bed. I know vulture. I know kwakwalobite. How many of you know kwakwalobite? Kwakwalobite is the raven, eh? Ah, okay. The black and white. Crow, the crow, the crow, the crow. So baller bed is called what? It's called, huh? <laughs> Bola bed is Bola bed. You know how you can call some things in their local names? Uh, you tend to forget that one day you will preach about it and you will be preaching about it in English and you must know its name in English. Okay, in English it's called Bola bed. <laughs> but, but you see, all the best I've seen, none of them could get up to 10,000 feet is the eagle. The second amazing thing about the eagle is the speed of the eagle. It is believed that the golden eagle can go as far as 320 kilometers per hour. It will even beat Benz. When you put a Benz on the motorway to run against the eagle, the eagle will beat the bands. The eagle will beat the bands. So two things that are amazing about the eagle. The height the eagle is able to obtain and the speed with which the eagle is able, the eagle is able to move. In life, all we are struggling for in life is that we all want promotion. We want to go high and we all want progress. We want to move faster in life. But see, most people experience demotion and demolition. There are many people here, they feel very demoted in life. They, you, you feel like your, your life is consistently retrogressing. You are not moving the way you have to move. In fact, you feel that this year is ending on a very bad note for you. You feel three years ago you were better than this year. That's why you must switch from the natural to the supernatural. If the natural is not working, switch to the supernatural. And that's why the 50 days of prayer is the most important, will be the most important days of your life. For me, I know my limitation in the natural. So I don't play in the natural. I play in the supernatural. Are you here with me? Do you understand? So every human being wants, to, wants promotion and progress. Now, at a certain height in life, at a certain height, there are less hindrances. Now, the reason why from here to Nigeria by road would take you about eight hours, but by flight would take you about 45 minutes. Because by road, you are meeting police officers, you are meeting barriers, you are meeting other cars that are creating traffic jam for you. But in the air, there are less hindrances. Now, the reason why you are moving slow is because you are walking. I want you to soar. Are you here? Move to the realms where there are less hindrances. Move where there are no police officers and there are no barriers to stop your progress. That's why I came with a prophecy that there's an eagle that is taking off today. 
said there is an eagle that is taking off today. I told you I was traveling with my little girl, my daughter, and she was looking at the airplane, and she was looking at the window, and said, Daddy, the airplane is not moving. I said, Tibia, the airplane is moving so fast that your eye cannot catch the speed. The airplane is moving so fast, your eyes cannot catch the speed. Because when you are in the skies, there is no limitation for you. See, the reason why you are slow, the reason why you are not moving as fast as you, you want, is because you are walking. You are not soaring. Today, I want to show you how to mount up on wings like the eagle and begin to soar and begin to beat every competition. Are you here? Anytime I'm traveling within Ghana and I want to take an aeroplane, Charles and Judah will leave 4 a.m. Maybe I'm going to Kumase. They will leave 4 a.m. to go and wait for my aircraft in Kumase. But I was, and I will leave the house around 7 a.m. But I will still get to Kumase before they get there. Because I will be dry, I will be flying. They will be driving. There are categories of people in life. Oh. Some are flying, some are driving. Where are you? Some people are even falling. Some are crawling. Some are lying down. And people are trampling upon them. But today, after this message, you will mount up on wings like the eagle. No longer will there be any hindrance to you. You are about to outrun horses. You are about to overtake. And you are going to be ahead. If you believe, let me hear your loudest amen. But what is the secret about the height and the speed of the eagle? The secret is in the wings of the eagle. The wings of the eagle is so powerful. So strong. It stretches. When the eagle stretches its hands, its wings, it's about eight, between seven to eight feet. And it is so powerful. We have to get that powerful. It can carry the eagle's weight, carry other weights, and then it can move very fast. The speed of the eagle depends on the wings of the eagle. So God himself in communicating to the Israelites in Exodus 19 verse 4, he said, you yourselves have seen what I did to Egypt and how I carried you on eagle's wings and brought you to myself. See, when God wanted the Israelites to understand how he transported them, he has to use the wings of the eagle to get them to understand what he did for them. God is about to lift you up on the wings of the eagle. Now, because the eagle knows that its speed and its height are possible because of the strength of its wings. 
The eagle is very protective of its wings. Very, very protective of it. As the eagle grows older, the wings become weaker. So it begins to slow down. And is no longer able to go to the height it used to be before. So in the smartness of the eagle, the eagle consistently renew itself. And I want to show you something. Psalm 103, verse 1 to 5, NIV. Praise the Lord, my soul. All my innermost being, praise his holy name. Now look at somebody giving praise to the Lord. Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Now this praise, only few people can give it. Only those who understand the transformational mystery of the eagle can give this praise to the Lord. Who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases and redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion. Now look at this. Who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagle. Now the writer, the Jewish people believed that the eagle at a certain age, when it feels very old, will fly to the highest mountain and spend 150 days on the mountain, removing all the old feathers. And this is a very painful process. But the eagle understands that its survival, its amazingness, its, its dignity and strength is driven by its wings. So the eagle will remove all the feathers. For 150 days, it will be there. Remove all the feathers. And wait for new ones to grow. And when that, those new ones grow, the eagle renews its strength and now mounts up on new wings and begins to soar and begins to go and begins to go and begins to go. Are you here? Now, it is against this background that Isaiah made a very profound statement having this at the back of his mind. Isaiah made a very profound statement. Check that scripture for me. Bring on this thing. Isaiah 40, isn't it? 40, 31. Yeah. Put on the screen for us. Isaiah 40, 31. For they that wait upon the Lord. So you see, Isaiah had this at the back of his mind. What the eagle does at the back of his mind when he said, For they that wait upon the law shall go through the same process. Shall we start from, from 29? Shall go through the same transformational process of the eagle. Now hear me. He giveth power to the faint and to them that have no might. He increases strength. And look at 30. 
the youths shall faint and be weary. And the young men shall utterly fall. But hear this. But they that wait, they that wait, uh, the day that wait upon the Lord. So Isaiah was writing with, with the picture of the eagle on the mountaintop for 150 days. The transformation that the eagle goes through from a weak, old, slow eagle to a young, powerful, strong, and soaring eagle. That transformation that the eagle goes through, those who wait upon the Lord goes through a similar transformation. Are you here? They go through a similar transformation. What makes you strong is not to eat every day and gorge yourself on meat. Some of you, your problem is, 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 is this one. You want to soar like the eagle. But you are not ready to go through the transformational process of the eagle. I am repeating again. I'm repeating again. The, pro, the transformational process that the eagle goes through when the eagle waits on the mountain top for 150 days and goes through hunger and goes through tests and goes through pains to remove the old feathers and wait patiently for new feathers to grow that same transformational process you begin to go through that transformational process if you know how to wait upon the lord but they that wait upon the lord shall renew their strength they shall mount up with wings as eagles they shall mount up with wings as eagles so the same way the eagle develops new wings and mounts up and takes off and takes off and begins to soar and all the vultures who have been flying whilst the eagle has been waiting the eagle begins to go over them all the vultures and other birds the eagle begins to go over them and begins to obtain obtain some height and all of them are wondering where did this one to come from where did this one to come from we were here before he came we have been flying before he came how come he has overtaken us how come he's going ahead of us but they that wait upon the lord 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 I said to you before, life, life has two types of doors. Closed doors with kills. You open doors with kills. You can go and stand in the queue and wait for your turn. And closed door, no kills, but keys. You can walk straight and open it for yourself. I'm showing you a key. I'm giving you a key. I am giving you a key. Don't worry about those who are ahead of you. Most of them are watchers. They are flapping. They can't soar. Wait upon the Lord. Don't compete. Wait upon the Lord. Don't compare. Wait upon the Lord. Don't fret yourself. Wait upon the Lord. Don't be afraid. Wait upon the Lord. Don't cry. Wait upon the Lord. Don't 
don't be discouraged wait upon the lord wait upon the lord wait upon the lord wait upon the lord why there are several young pastors in town using social media, using all manner of gimmicks, but the fathers are still fathers. When they speak, it is final. Because the way these men wait upon the Lord, the way these men wait upon the Lord. <laughs> Sister, let me tell you something. It is easy, it is easier to wait for the Lord than to wait upon him. Of, of, you see, waiting upon the Lord precedes waiting for him. You should have been in his presence to have a conversation with him for him to give you an appointment for you to wait for him. You are waiting for your husband, but you are not waited upon the Lord. You are waiting for God to give you a wife, but you are not waited upon the Lord. Who told you that? Who told you that? Who told you that you can put the cart before the horse? You are waiting to land that job, but you have not waited upon the Lord. You are waiting for that baby, but you have not waited upon the Lord. You cannot wait for what you have not waited upon the Lord for. Are you here? Are you here? In fact, you do not have the capacity to wait for the Lord if you cannot wait upon him. Is somebody understanding me here? Now, the year is ending. As a church, we are not waiting for the Lord. We are waiting upon the Lord. As an individual, don't wait for the Lord to do something for you. Wait upon him. Wait upon him. The eagle will remove his feathers, but he doesn't know how the other feathers come. All he has to do is to wait upon the Lord, and the feathers will begin to grow, and the feathers will begin to grow, the feathers will begin to grow. While the eagle is on the mountain waiting, he will see the vultures passing, he will see the baller bears passing, he will see Apple to pray. Do you know Apple to pray passing? He will see all those animal bears passing. But the eagle knows that I am waiting upon the Lord. I am waiting upon the Lord. And when I live here, you guys will hear of me. When I come out of here, you guys will hear of me. When I come out, you guys will hear of me. When I get out of his presence, you guys will hear of me. What God did not tell you in private, you cannot have it in public. Are you here? If he didn't tell you in private, you can't do it in public. They that wait upon the Lord. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up on wings like the eagle. They shall run and not be weary. And they shall walk and not faint. 
I have seen men who have preached the gospel for 50 years and they are in their 90s when they stand there to preach. Boys in their 20s cannot even preach like them. They are doing God's work better than young people because they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Listen, you are not going to succeed because you are young, because even the youth faint. You are going to succeed because you know how to wait upon the Lord. And your youth will, will your, and your, your strength will be renewed like the youth. In your, ah, 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 ah. Am I prophesying to someone here? Am I speaking to someone here? Let me quickly show you how to wait upon the Lord. How to wait upon the Lord. I know most of you know how to wait for the Lord. I am not going there. I'm showing you how to wait upon the Lord. Most of the, most of the brilliant things I've done in my life, I heard them. I'll be praying and God will speak to me. God will speak to me. The biggest thing happening in Accra Business School now is that this week we picked certificates for our new programs, new MBA, a new this thing, awarded by University from Wales. I was in prayer, praying. And then the Lord said, do you remember three years ago, you drank coffee, coffee with a professor at a coffee shop in London? I said, yes, Lord. He said, he's the next president that will move the school to the next level. I said, Lord, how did I get him? Remember, he sent you some email. I've forgotten his name. I've forgotten his email address. But I remember the institution he represented. I went to my old um, email address. Started typing different names. Because I had different institutions we discussed. But I know it will come. I know it will come. And then here was his name. I was even afraid to tell him, come to Africa to be a president of the school. So I said, can you recruit a president who is a Christian for me? He said, oh, I just came on retirement. I'm a Christian and I'm looking for a job. You see, when you wait upon the Lord, God will speak. When God speaks, people shut up. You are listening to people too much. You are listening to motivational speakers too much. You are listening to all these jargons too much. Listen to the Lord. For they that wait upon the Lord. I'm well educated. I'm schooled well. But my most brilliant ideas have not come from lecture halls. They have come when I'm before the Lord. And I'm praying. And I'm before the Lord. And I'm praying. And I'm before the Lord. And I'm praying. And I hear him talking to me. I hear him talking to me. I hear him talking to me. I begin to write them down. 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 I spent a week in prayer, seven days in prayer, and I have ideas that will take me for the next seven years. How to wait upon the Lord. One, block some, some days for the Lord. It is different from your regular prayer. You block some days. And when I say block, put your phone off. Put your TV off. 
close your room stay inside your room no contact with the outside world you are waiting upon the lord it's on the lord it is between me and you if you don't speak to me i am not leaving your presence if you don't do something about the situation i am not leaving your presence lord speak lord speak lord say something lord talk to me 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 lord say something after i've told mommy i love her we have gotten into a relationship I still went out. The first week, we declared one week of fasting and prayer. And we're praying. When I meet with her, we pray for our marriage in the future. But when I'm praying alone, I tell the Lord, Father, if this woman is coming into my life to cause me pain, remove her. Remove her. Let something happen. Take care of my life. Lord, take care of my life. Put impediments. I'm ready to bear the pain of disappointment than to bear the pain of the eternal pain in marriage. I say, Lord, do something. And I'll wait upon the Lord. And I'll call upon the name of the Lord. And I'll cry. And I'll cry unto the Lord. I'll cry unto the Lord. After 29 years, I have seen that if we wait upon the Lord and he tells you, go ahead, it is better. <laughs> it can be in a solitary place or with a group. Sometimes I used to go on waitings with Reverend Mills. We go, we hide somewhere, we pray, we pray, we, we come out, and the Lord has renewed us. <laughs> so, if you see, you are too young to be giving up on life. You are too young to be giving up on life. You are too young to say, let me settle for this. Your level of discouragement in life at this age, you will die too early. You have lost hope. You have lost everything. If the natural is not working for you, switch to the supernatural. It must involve long sessions of prayer. Long sessions of prayer. Three hours. Six hours. Ten hours. I told you how I did a 24 hour prayer that changed this ministry. It does not take a prophet to prophesy on you for you to mount up on wings like an eagle. Prayer topics during waiting must not focus on what, what you want God to do for you, but what God wants you to do for him. When you are waiting upon the Lord, you are asking the Lord, Father, what do you want me to do for you? Even if your waiting is for a wife or for a husband or for a business, you are saying, Lord, give me a wife that we can serve you. Give me a husband that will help me grow in the spirit and we can serve you. Lord, don't give me anybody who will turn my heart away from you. Give me someone who will bring me closer to you. Someone who will cause me to love you more. Someone who will help me to grow in you. We are praying for a job. We are praying, Lord, give me a job that will enable me to pay good tithes. Give me a job that will enable me to serve you. When you are waiting upon the Lord, it is not about you. 
when we were not pastors, we waited upon the Lord. And our prayer topics were not wives and girls and jobs. Our prayer topics were, Lord, anoint me. And now I, I look at myself and say, what were we praying for anointing for? Because now when I pray for anointing, I know because I'm coming to preach. But during those days, when we were praying to God and asking him for anointing, what was it meant for? We were just crazy for him. Going for evangelism. You are one day evangelism, three day fast. Father, anoint me to win a soul. You are coming to sweep the church. I'll be going to our church to go and sweep at around 4 a.m. I will wake up at 2 a.m. And pray that God, the Lord should anoint me to sweep that. Even as I sweep the ground, anybody who steps in the chapel, in the chapel, the person should get born again. I will spend time and pray for ushers. That as people come to church and they shake hands with the ushers, may they get born again. And I wasn't a pastor. And I will spend hours. Lord, I pray for the ushers. In the name of Jesus, anoint them that anybody who sees their smile should get born again. Anybody who shakes their hands should get born again. Lord, let it happen. Lord, let it happen. Lord, let it happen. I pray for praise and worship leaders. I pray for all those things. One day, we had a group of leaders saying that our pastor was dull and that he doesn't preach well and they were gossiping about him. I heard them. It was our house. My big sister was among the leaders so normally they would pass to our house and talk. So I heard them. And I called a group of young people. I said, I want us to pray for pastor. That God will use him more. I didn't tell them what I heard. So, anytime services started like this, we would break ourselves into prayer. During those days, pastors used to preach like two hours. Not now that the whole church has backslided. So, we will organize ourselves into four groups. 30 minutes, 30 minutes. Because we didn't want to, want to miss the sermon. So, 30 minutes. So, whilst our pastor is praying, there are groups of young people praying 30 minutes prayer chain each. For the two hours we'll be preaching for God to use him. After a few weeks, our pastor will stand there to preach and people will be falling. And then the leaders came to meet and said, huh? You see, when we criticized him, he has changed. No, 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 no. When we were praying, when we fasted and prayed for him, one pastor was called D.L. Moody. D.L. Moody, one of the most anointed men. But D.L. Moody was a dull preacher. Nothing was happening in the services. But there were twin sisters who used to attend D.L. Moody's church. One was crippled. One was lamed. So she couldn't come to the service. And get what she did. She spent years, anytime D.L. Moody was preaching, while she's at home, whilst her other twin sister was serving in the church, she was lying in bed as a cripple, praying for D.L. Moody. The reason why she did not pity herself is because she believed that God made her cripple so that she can remain in the room to pray for D.L. Moody. She said, the nature of her call, if she had legs to walk, she would not have fulfilled them. So God crippled her. She didn't give Satan the credit. He said, God made me lame so that I can wait upon him in bed on behalf of D.L. Moody. You can't even wait upon the Lord for your children. You can't even wait upon the Lord for your marriage. You can't even wait upon the Lord for your spouse. 
You can't wait upon the Lord for even your own self. Things must change. And it starts from today. You are no longer going to wait for the Lord. You are going to wait upon the Lord. This week, find a day. Find a day and be before the Lord. Wait upon the Lord must involve fasting. Stop eating small. Stop eating small and fast. This week, disconnect your TV's cable. This week, remove your chip from your phone. It will help you. Or this week, I remove your chip from the stone and leave it in the church. And go home with that because uh, it will help you. And wait upon the Lord. Some people will say, ah, Daddy, you don't know the business I'm going to lose. <laughs> you don't know the business I'm going to lose. I'm looking at you right now. What business have you gotten? It, it, this is the life you want. What business have you gotten over the years? All these years that you have been making calls. And what, what are, has it changed your life? Has it changed your life? It's not that one week that you won't pay a call. It's not that one week that you won't communicate with anybody. You cannot even stay in this chapel for the period of the service without communicating with someone. May the Lord forgive all of us. It must involve long hours of Bible study. Study the way. When you are before the Lord eh, and you have, you have prayed and you take the Bible to study and you sit down and you carry the Bible Oh, you carry the Bible like that and you are studying the Bible and your pen and paper is lying beside you to write and you are studying the Bible. Suddenly, eh? Well, the Bible says the entrance of his word give it light and give it understanding to the simple. Suddenly, suddenly you get a certain understanding of the Bible and your eyes just opens. That is when you, you scream, I, Jesus, Jesus, and then you get up. I say, wow, Jesus. And people say, what? 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 Say, oh, I just saw something from there. And then you understand when the Bible says, your word came to me and I ate them. And they were sweeter than honey. They were sweeter than honey. Oh, during the, during the uh, GPS, eh? As the men of God were speaking here and I was sitting here. Ha! It was like, it was like I was eating honey. The word of God was so sweet. But your spirit has to be opened for you to enjoy God's word. Now, do you know when you are sick, even your, the sweetest food is bitter in, to you? Do you know that? So when you are spiritually sick, the word of God is never sweet. It can never be sweet. Please. Your prayer life is going down. Your zeal is going down. And your whole life is going down. Your marriage is going down. Your business is going down. Your health is going down. Everything around you is going down. Be like the eagle. Move to the mountain top. Wait. Take off the old feathers. And develop new ones. Get rid of the friends that are bringing you down. Some friends are weight. Get rid of the old feathers. When your cable TV goes off, so this command is not for everybody, but for some people, they know. When your cable TV goes off, don't reconnect to January. Because you know it has taken you away from God. You know it. 
You know it has taken you away from God. You know the movies, the telenovelas. You know all those things. They are taking you away from God. Some of you, from now to the end of the year, can you delete Facebook app from your listing? Can you delete Instagram? Can you delete Snapchat? Can you delete? No, no, no. I'm talking to some people because they know how this thing has taken over their prayer life. They know how it has taken over the quality time they used to spend with God. It has even taken over their job life. They are no longer productive. They are no longer productive. You are dying slowly. When your spirit dies, your life has ended. Your, when your relationship with God dies, your relationship with yourself goes with it. Your relationship with everybody around you goes with it. It involves receiving direction from God. Waiting upon the Lord involves receiving direction from God. It involves receiving direction from God. You know when you come from the presence of God and you know God told you to do this, you do it with confidence. You do it with conviction. You do it with no fear of man. You do it with no fear of failure. Because you know God told you. You know God told you. I sat my son down, Kevin, after his ordination. I said, son, the Lord told me that we as a family should not depend on church. So you're a pastor, but you never take a salary from church. So you never, ever take a salary from church. At least in my past, I took salary. But you will not take a salary. When you are at my age, you can stand before the church and say, I've pastored since I was in my 20s. I have not taken a dime from the church, and yet I am the, I'm the topmost billionaire in Ghana. You can say it. And I'm talking to my son what the Lord said to me. And I'm passing the voice of God from my generation to my next generation and the generation after him. When doctors told mommy she couldn't give birth, she went before the Lord and waited upon the Lord and said to the Lord, if you open my womb and I give birth, I'll give my children to you. Top doctor said she couldn't give birth. So when we met, she told me that doctor says I'll not be able to give birth. But there's a covenant I've made with the Lord. I said, sister, I agree with your covenant. I agree with your covenant. The Lord will honor the covenant. In the first place, I'm not marrying you for children. I'm marrying you for because I love you. But if the children come, thank the Lord. If they don't come, we will serve the Lord. But I believe that God would honor his covenant. And our whole lives have been waiting upon the Lord. Our whole lives have been waiting upon the Lord. Our whole, our whole lives waiting upon the Lord. Waiting upon the Lord. I remember during those days, we drop camping in school. We come back home and we begin to pray. We just pray. When you come looking for us, all you hear is, Aya, 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 Aya. Me and my wife alone. Aya, 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 Aya. So all the men here telling their wives, can't you see mommy? Be like mommy. I'm telling you. Aya, 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 Aya. If you don't do Aya, Aya with your wife, don't tell her to be like mommy.
When the men tell you, can't you see, can't you see mommy? Tell the men, do unto me what daddy did unto mommy. Let me see you as a genuine man of God who is the same man in the pulpit and the same man at home. Let me see you practicing what you preach. Let me see everything. My wife cannot dishonor me. My children cannot get familiar with me. I am very open. And you come and see me and my children just having fun and everything. And yet the level of reverence they give me because they know and know and know that they that wait upon the Lord are different. Moses came from before the Lord and people could not look at his face. There must be something God must smell around you. There must be something. When Archbishop enters into a place, eh, you see the atmosphere changes. He carries something. Yesterday I was in your house. I came with something. When I entered there, I saw the 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 the, the, the sparkles that came to your faces. Ah, this boy feeling God here. I came to your house too. I said I did well. I went to three boys' homes. I think this year, then I came to your house too. Yeah. I think this year there are three people whose houses have gone. I've done very well. In one day. I haven't come to yours. Oh, it's, it's a serious thing. This year, I come to your place. It's a serious thing. You are in this because you love me. Mm -mm -mm. I don't have to come to your place. I don't have to come to your place to say, okay, daddy has visited me. So I'm not, not a member of the church. I'm not. They that wait upon the Lord, they are different. <laughs> I, I, am I preaching? Am I talking to someone here? They that wait upon the Lord. Today, we are waiting. So don't force me to close. We are waiting. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You must, you must hear something from God before you go. You are going to pray. Them that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount upon the wings like the eagle. My own remiss. They shall walk. Beware. They shall teach me, Lord, teach me, Lord, how to wait. Them that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount upon the wings like the eagle. They shall and not be. Give the microphone for me. Teach me, Lord. Teach, Teach me, Lord, how to wait. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount upon the wings like an eagle. They shall walk and not be weak. Teach me, Lord, teach me, Lord, how to wait. They don't wait upon the Lord, shall renew their strength. They shall mount 
upon the wings as an eagle. They shall walk and not faint. They shall run and not go weary. Teach me, Lord, teach me, Lord, how to wait. You get down, you come down, you come down the stairs. Guess where she sits? She sits at the door. And she's there praying. He said, This woman. Every successful man has a prayerful woman. Yes. Every successful man has a prayerful woman. And every happy woman has a spiritual man. Yes. Let me tell you this, women here. Push your husbands to be active in church and to be spiritual. Be push them to pay their tithes. Push them to serve in this house. Get them to work for the Lord. And you will be happy. Fasting and praying, not tending. 